You're listening to K&J Recaps. Welcome back to K&J Recaps. We are here recapping Westworld Season 2, Episode 1, Journey into Night. I am Jess. I am Kim. Kim, so two years has passed (laughs) pretty much since we last recapped uh, Westworld. So this is very exciting. It was one of our very first shows that we recapped together. Um, So back in time here. Yeah. I'm super excited to be back. Uh, Westworld season one was legitimately one of my favorite seasons of television of all time. So I am super stoked to be back for season two. It has been a long wait and I'm ready for it. Uh, And then on a podcasting note, I hope that listeners, if you are returning, that you are recognizing some growth in our audio quality (laughs) and uh, (laughs) And in our uh, in our discussion chops. That's right. We have been working hard. If you've only listened to our Westworld podcast, we actually have a number of other podcasts, including Stranger Things, The Walking Dead, Humans, Glow. I think those are all of them and Westworld. Um, And we are evolving our recapping format. So whereas last season we went through scene by scene in great detail, which was great, uh, we were found we were getting a little bit repetitive in some places because obviously in a show like Westworld, you know, something happens in the first scene and the last scene and it's related to the same topic and we were kind of... So our podcasts were two hours long. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So those are two hours of great value to everybody or... We can switch up the format, uh, which is what we've done. So we're going to do a like literal 20-second recap. And then we have a slew of discussion questions. And in those discussion questions, we're going to unearth some more detail around how things happened to try and you know That's delve right. into them. No promises that we will unearth actual answers to, <laughs> to no any of these questions. <laughs> we learned in season one. Like if you did not listen to season one, here's here's a little funny story. <laughs> is that we, having never really podcasted before and never watched Westworld, of course, we're like we're going to give all our own thoughts and theories. Pure. We're not going to rely yeah. on other people's takes. We want it to be like really our own thoughts and then about two episodes in we were like okay that was cute you guys but we're gonna have to read reddit like the rest of the world to figure out what the fuck is going on in this show exactly oh my god so this time we come armed with reddit and internet theories although not all of them um and ideas some unique some not unique and we're just gonna kind of go through it i think the point here is that uh, Westworld's one of those shows that you watch it and you want to talk about it with someone. At least I do. You know, it's it's it is that show, and so I think that's kind of what we're here to be as a discussion based podcast about, you know, where we think they're trying to mess with us the most, and we'll talk it through. And we encourage you to leave us feedback. KJRecaps.com/slash/feedback is a great place. We have a forum there that. Um, you know, if there's something that we're not thinking of or hitting on or you have a, you know, crazy theory, now's your time to get it on air because it'll probably be true by episode eight or whatever, <laughs> which is often the case. So, um, so with that, Kim, shall we, uh, why don't I dive in quickly to a recap and then we can get to these, uh, these really intense discussion questions that we want to, uh, talk about. Does that make Let's sense? Let's do it. Yep. Okay. So. 
Uh, it's the immediate aftermath of the showdown at the park. There is kind of two timelines that we're going to discuss later on in our discussion questions. We've got basically um, three groups kind of taking place throughout this episode. Bernard and Charlotte end up at a hidden Dallas bunker um, that is possibly stealing visitor park visitors DNA, question mark. By combing uh, made... through pubes. By combing through mark. pubes. Dried pubes. Exactly. Giant pubes. <laughs> and speaking of giant pubes, Maeve and Sizemore are, we get full frontal male nudity, which I feel is a real tip of the hat to. I mean, we discussed this in season one, that there was a lot yeah. of female nudity and that a little bit of male nudity peppered in there. And we were like, okay, Westworld, like, we see Equal... that you're trying to even things out yeah. a little bit. So they took another uh, step in the right direction with some full... It size more that's right and Maeve in a very you know classic black dress so that worked out uh, well so they do reunite with Hector and Maeve is working to find her daughter and the man in black uh, aka William or Bill as he's weirdly called in this episode at one point (laughs) um, is told by young Robert that he is in a game of his own now Um, finally, kind of at the beginning and the end of this episode, Delos does arrive on, uh, the island, question mark, uh, two weeks later to help clean up there's, and in that process, find a huge number of hosts that are drowned, question mark, in a brand new sea that shouldn't be there. Uh, (laughs) question mark, our entire recap is like, question mark? (laughs) <laughs> question mark exactly take this with a grain of salt that this is what we were shown um and bernard claims responsibility saying that uh, that he did it bernard question mark <laughs> that is a fair question mark right uh, yep. so there's lots of uh lots and lots of questions but essentially if you uh need to remember what the episode was that it is. If you haven't seen the episode, I would suggest you go and watch it before listening to this. <laughs> it's too late. Have. We've already given them all the detail they could possibly want. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. If you heard that and you know what happens, you win a huge award. So uh, with that, Kim, how should we uh, dive into these questions? Okay. So first off, I do want to point out that there were the two main timelines that you had mentioned in the recap. There is sort of the immediate aftermath of the slaughter of the board members, and then two weeks later than that. So conveniently, um, the show like took pity on us and uh, washed away Bernard's glasses in the very first scene. So like Bernard <laughs> with glasses is two weeks ago, and Bernard without glasses is now. Uh, so <laughs> obviously awful. they're yeah. separated because... You know, Bernard with Charlotte, all, you know, it's a pretty clear distinction in this episode. But if we continue to have this two weeks separating um, the the timelines throughout the season, that will come in handy. Because so do you think that essentially this entire season takes place over the course of two weeks? And what we saw at the end of the episode was potentially the season ender or very close to it. And the duration of this season will be filling in those blanks. With our very I unreliable do think source that. of Bernard. <laughs> yes, that is my thought. And actually, I think that this two-week timeline plays into my answers in a bunch of these kind of questions that we have. But yes, essentially, yes, we have this um, 
you know, footage that is captured from the ghost nation. And they say that that was approximately 11 days ago. So I'm confident in the next couple of episodes, you know what I mean? Like we're going to see that moment happen in, in quote unquote real time. Right. Um, and we'll kind of get these like hints. And of course there are, there are questions like I, I did see a lot of people saying, how did Stubbs get away from ghost nation? And that's never explained, but right. I think and where's Elsie? We, we don't know that either. And where's Elsie? But the fact that we don't see him in the timeline until the very end means that he could, if we're going to go back, spend, you know, three quarters of the episodes dealing with his own storyline with Ghost Nation. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just a forgotten storyline. I very much think that that is going to play into everything. So, yes, effectively, (laughs) there's like a two-week window where the island, which we can talk about, um, is just operating without like assistance right like basically these guys have kind of just shown up when bernard is found and are just kind of setting up camp and trying to figure out what happened and of course they go and find these two week old well decomposing there we go bodies um so what has happened in the wild wild west between those two points in time (laughs) yeah (laughs) a lot of death uh we know that um, I read, sorry, sorry, just really quick. I had read a, like a really intricate and well-explained theory that suggested that all of the death we had witnessed in the finale was not real death and like the blood we'd seen was just from the hosts and, you know, that they weren't actually dead people. And then I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> it's no they are dead and they have maggots uh, coming out of their eyeballs. Dead people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're dead and sorry. vultures yeah. are eating them. Yeah, the vultures are eating them. So, yes. <laughs> Robot vultures, question mark? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so yeah. can we talk about the island part? So we get this scene in the end of the two weeks where uh, we have these new characters, of course, that have been introduced to us, um, including which Skarsgård is? Uh, is Gustav. Gustav, we have Please. we have a Hemsworth and a Skarsgård in Westworld. <laughs> Just give us I mean, not Skarsgård. top tier of either, but we'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> Those names are still in Westworld. That's really impressive. I mean, so we have is... other big names in Westworld as well, but it is pretty there fun. Are like names. these are. Yeah dynasties you guys yeah exactly so carl strand is the head of operations at delos and and that kind of scene on the beach we see him speaking um to two soldiers who are speaking mandarin um who seem to indicate question mark that china owns the island is that kind of what you interpreted yeah ultimately the 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 conversation was uh, Strand was saying that their country uh, had signed off a form, a release uh, indicating that Delos had full, uh, you know, uh, military powers on this island. And so he says, get them to sign an NDA and get them off my island. So like Delos is the law and authority, but it did give an indication that, uh, this was actually a Reddit theory that um, that it turns out to be true, which is that it's on an island in Asia somewhere. Uh, so we got a few sort of like, you know, almost throwaway uh, scenes where some like pretty big information is is dropped. So yeah. so that was one. You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. There were I feel yeah. like there were, you know, there were crazy theories about where 
Westworld actually was. Like it was on another planet or it was on a moon or it was right. under a biodome or whatever. So we now know it's on an island somewhere in Asia. Yeah. And we also know that there are six, at least six. At uh, least six. Yeah. Right, at least six Different worlds. Parks. We did get a hint of that in the finale uh, as well. And, of course, the original movie had multiple worlds. Yes. And uh, we've seen so the previews. Yeah, We got a glimpse of Shogun World um, right. last season. And in the trailer for season two, we saw a very quick snippet of Maeve wearing a kimono in what seems to be shogun world uh right. and then yes the the bengal tiger that was found at the end of this episode Stubbs said that they have some of those in park six uh but they'd never had any sort of crossing of borders between parks before so yeah multiple parks and we know uh from various uh media and conversations with um with the makers of the show that we are going to see multiple parks in this season so that is exciting yeah i mean it's certainly my god it just it it exponentially opens up this world we've had so much happen in just little tiny Westworld, and when you think about that you know growth at a factor of at least six possibly more um it is pretty mind-bending as to what they could really do with it and um anyway and certainly the previews uh, that you can see for like coming up on Westworld, uh, you know, show our characters in a variety of places where you can kind of infer maybe there's some different worlds. And I think one of the interesting theories is the original movie had Future World in it. Yeah. Um, and so there are some scenes where it's like, is that them out in the normal world or is that Future World that they're right. in? You know what I mean? Because you don't really know. Like, Yeah. So like in this episode and in the trailer, we see... Um, images of Dolores in modern mm-hmm. clothing, uh, not her Western garb from Westworld. Uh, although it's so hard with Westworld to know whether it's a trick, whether they're faking you out, right? So in this episode, we saw a very quick flash in one of Bernard's flashbacks because he's losing time, right. which we'll talk about uh, as well. But uh, in one of his flashbacks, we see Bernard and Dolores in the same scene where Dolores is wearing like a very modern black dress yes Uh, and in the trailer we see her wearing that same dress and we also see her wearing a modern white dress but in that scene she's being approached by what looks to be a young William and you can see other hosts wearing white in the background and if you recall when William and Logan arrived at Westworld they were greeted by Angela the host played by Tallulah Riley and she was wearing white all of the hosts who were greeting the guests were wearing white so maybe they are in fact still in the park but not in Westworld they're in the greeting you know wherever the train comes in or whatever and 30 um, years ago. Um, which yeah, exactly. Is, you know, so because the timeline ca- is still messing with you there. Yeah, Exactly. We're calling it modern clothing, and yet it was 30-something 30, 30 years ago, and it's modern only in comparison to, like, her old-timey <laughs> Western garb. So it's like, yeah. the timelines are fucked in Westworld. Yeah, that is no, news they to definitely... no one. But <laughs> That's right. Surprisingly, uh, you know, Westworld is just completely trying to mess with us, although I am thrilled to see Jimmy Simpson in those um previews and thought yes 
you know, as he young William. spilled yeah. some beans when he said that he was coming back for season two. Like before anyone our... was supposed to know. I know. We tweeted that. And then Kim and I were just talking about it. Uh, and it was, yeah, the poor guys. And I think he was in an interview for something completely unrelated and happened <laughs> to mention that he'd been filming Westworld. And then it's just like headline articles. And, you know, oh, my God. Oh. I wonder how soon after saying that that he realized that that was a very terrible decision. I assume a Nolan just like shows up at your house and like punches <laughs> you in the face or something when that happens. Like, I don't really know. But yeah, so I am looking forward, though, to seeing him again and more resolution on the Logan Williams storyline and hearing kind of how that may have played yes. out. Because, of course, we don't really there's people who think that William killed Logan, you know, um, and that that the scenes that we saw them in at the end of last uh, in last season were the end of Logan. And it's like. So more kind of fleshing out of that story would be interesting. Yes. So we do, we know from the trailer that Logan is going to be in, like That's Logan right. is going to be back as well. And so whether or not it's just flashbacks in the park, I don't know. But I think that there's going to be a filling in of the blanks about what happens after, you know, William decides that he is going to, you know, become the heir apparent to the Delos company instead of Logan. Like there's this whole other story that we don't know about yet. And like, yes. And there is a website right now called delosincorporated.com. And if you go to that, there's a picture of James Delos right now. Um, and this website has been changing. So if you're listening to this podcast down the road, it may not, may not look like this anymore, but currently there is a picture of an actor who is also in those previews. So, um, yeah, you can kind of see that whole piece coming together. It's like this, like it's just such a mind meld of of the detail that they go into with this stuff. So totally. Um, okay, so going back to the concreteness of what we saw in this episode. So we saw a lot of Dolores. So maybe Kim, just like, you know, white hat, black hat, white clothing, black clothing, good guy, bad guy. Like is it as clean cut of where our sympathies are supposed to lie? We're no longer seeing our hosts, you know, helplessly being dragged into a barn and raped or scalped or shot for annoying tourist pleasures. It's a bit more complicated now. And of yeah. course, it was a big bloodbath. So what do you think is happening with that kind of uh, good versus evil storyline? Well, I think that the show did a pretty good job of showing us how sort of gray everything is right now. Like things don't seem to be a hard black and white. Um, right. Like Dolores was definitely seen, um, a, a, you know, she was not only killing board members in cold blood, but we saw her hanging them in a way that I don't know if it's merciful or not that she didn't actually hang them. Like she tortured them in a way. Um, but, and then well, left. there's no way those guys stood, stayed standing for two weeks. So no, I mean, that's true. So she like, they've, she just delayed their, their, uh, their death and, and tortured them or whatever. Like she's definitely less of a, um, I don't know. I mean, she's not as good. She's not as no, good I, as, as she was in season one. Yeah. And yet at the same time, I think that the show deliberately gave us the scene of the board members who attacked and killed the stable oh, boy who was harmless. Yeah. So I think that we are seeing He was just going to help them get horses. Like, I that know. Was not cool, guys. He was going to help you get to the Valley Beyond, you guys. <laughs> 
the beautiful green pastures of the valley beyond. Um, so, yeah, so definitely I think that Teddy is clearly conflicted about this new Dolores that he is not familiar with. Dolores herself says that she is no longer the rancher's daughter and she's no longer Wyatt. She is, you know playing the part of herself and maybe she is still in the process of kind of discovering which way the pendulum swings for her. So she is, um, she's not the clear good guy and yet I, I can't help but be rooting for her somewhat. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. So I, I've got, I totally, uh, totally agree with all of that. I think that there's, so the, the show opened um, with this scene between, Dolores and Bernard Arnold, someone. Uh, I think it's Arnold. Where he says he's frightened of what she might become. Um, so I don't know. And then the other thing that's so that kind of stuck with me, like I have no answers here, but that kind of stuck with me. And then the other thing is, you know, is is she really acting of her own free will? I think we have to constantly question that with all of these hosts that just because the park has now been turned upside down doesn't mean that someone is not still pulling the strings somehow. Right. Um, I mean, there is a whole game in here buried underneath the surface that Ford has apparently created for William. So, I mean, that's a fair point. And I still, you know, there was a, a, a host being made in Ford's secret lab you know, sometimes I think that Ford was supposed to have known about every single thing, including he would have known about, you know, Charlotte Hale's secret bunker. Like he that's kind of the way he was portrayed. And did he anticipate everything? In which case is, is Dolores actually still not fully free? And this is continually a storyline. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the things that are are ringing around in my head. I'm not sure where I land on those. And I've certainly read different theories on both of them. Um and I'm interested in when that timeline of who you think is Arnold kind of happens. And the other thing related to that kind of going away from this good, bad conversation is, you know, he talks about a dream um, where he's surrounded by the ocean and they're off on an island and he's impacted by it. Like, do you think that that's related to this mysterious sea that turns up and Bernard seems very affected by? I think I think it must in some way. Right. It seems too coincidental for Westworld. Right. So I was thinking that perhaps that this is not an actual conversation that takes place between Arnold and Dolores. But Dolores has, in the past we have seen, carried on conversations with Arnold after he has died. When she was Mm -hmm. trying to uh, solve the maze in, in multiple timelines after Arnold's death, she would make her way down to that room where they used to, you know, have their interviews or whatever. Uh, and she carried on a full conversation with Arnold, and he says, you know, I can't help you, and you know why. And she says, because you're dead. So, like, is it possible that this conversation is kind of happening within Dolores's own head, her own, her own dream or whatever? Like, I don't know if that makes any kind of sense, but I feel it's too on the nose for it to be a coincidence. So I'm coming up with ways in which... It could be yeah. anything else. No, I, I think, well, we've I, one of the best reveals of season one was Bernard as an, an unreliable narrator, which you yeah. didn't expect at all and was such a great moment um, when Ford comes out of that door that you're not supposed to know is there. What um, door? Mind right. blown. <laughs> That's right. So this doesn't look like anything to me. Um, 
So I think that that's, again, us. I don't think they're going to do that same trick to us again, but maybe like watching the fact that whoever you're seeing together is not necessarily 100% reliable. Um, yes. So maybe switching to Bernard as a topic, because we're kind of like moving in that way. You know, he's clearly suffering slash struggling physically um, throughout this episode and injects himself with the fluid from the host in that underground lab he's in with Charlotte. Um, there is an explicit mention uh, on the tablet and as a voice that there's going to be side effects of this, you know, system failure he's facing. And he's explicitly warned of, I'm not going to remember how to pronounce this now, prosopagnosia, um, which is the inability to recognize faces. It's face blindness. Uh, right. So, you know, the fact that that's said out loud and yes. he's by he himself like... with Charlotte. Like, so yeah. it, it, it's um, like he cannot recognize phases. He has blackouts. He has memory loss. <laughs> uh, changes changes in personality. And then um, the inability to like verbalize thoughts. So uh, he's our narrator. <laughs> well, I, I, I think this, so this is definitely coming um you know, from Reddit too, but uh, there were some really cool ideas. So one idea was like those white face things might have faces after all that right. he is just not recognizing. Charlotte goes away and changes into clothing that's reminiscent of characters we've seen in past seasons. Is that in fact Charlotte? Like, we're not really sure. It's just the two of them together. So it's not a case where you're corroborated by another human yes. or even host who can say like, this is so-and-so. So even like his entire experience at that lab is that remotely um, reliable in any kind of way? Yeah, but honestly, yeah. I don't think that anything that we're seeing from Bernard's perspective can can be counted as reliable. Counted on. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I don't. Um, well, ten episodes of us not trusting Bernard. Yeah. Right. What do you think about Bernard's allegiances? Now that he knows that he is a host, like, where do you think that he is ultimately going to fall in this host versus humans battle? I mean, he is right. hiding the fact that he's a host, obviously, although I question whether or not there are any humans who may know his true nature. But in any case, he is hiding his his uh, hostness. But like, where, where do you think ultimately he's going to end up? Yeah, I think that's a really, you know, interesting question. He's obviously still trying to like, I mean, he's struggling physically coming to grips still with the fact that you know, he's learned this huge thing and still knows it. He still mm -hmm. knows of the fact that he is a, a host. And I think that he still sees himself as separate, right? Like, um, and I know he's playing a part, but I still, like when he talks about being able to use the uh, mesh system to like communicate with all the other hosts, I really think he doesn't see himself as in that. Right. Um, that is a kind of like changer, him. by the way. Side note, we'll Yeah, back. no kidding. Yeah. That is going to come up in future episodes. <laughs> Prediction. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So I feel like it's like he kind of sees himself as a different class of host if he sees himself as a host at all. And so where he's going to fall in between. And then the other person that's not similar, but also like like Maeve is also using, you know, she's part, she's in a little threesome with one, you know, human being and one host and sees value in working with, like, the two of them versus Dolores, who's just, like, mowing humans down in a field to the tune of Scott Joplin. Like, it's just, you know, it's yes. uh, they're very different. 
Um, like, do you yes. see any similarities with like how Maeve is also kind of like she could have had uh, Sizemore killed in the, the yeah, lab there is, area? There is absolutely no doubt that Maeve is more sympathetic, really, in her uh, quest, like in terms of where the audience can um, can root for someone. Maeve is so easy to root for because, I mean, it, this is definitely sorry, sort of a traditional protagonist quest to like find her long lost daughter and whatever. And right. um, Dolores's storyline is one that's more of vengeance and it's a little less rootable. So I definitely think that, um, that Maeve is showing a level of mercy when, where the humans are concerned that, um, that Dolores doesn't seem to be showing. Like Sizemore says to her face, that was all fake and you don't have a daughter. You know what I mean? Like I was right. like, wow, you were, doing a really good job of keeping yourself alive here. <laughs> like, I don't know. What a... Oh, Sizemore. Oh, um, well, he is some much-needed comedic relief, if nothing else, uh, as is Maeve. <laughs> she has got, like, um, an acid tongue that I'm just living for. Uh, yes, yeah. There's a yeah. Good, Kim, you have a great note in here, too, about just the, the number of places where um, the phrases got turned on their head, you know, the... It doesn't look like anything to me. Maeve giving Sizemore that that line that he wrote, you know, for yes. her, and she kind of comments all on of how the it's broad. scripted lines that are sort of turned on their head and used in a way that they weren't intended. And I loved the callback of the cannibal that is from yes. um, Sizemore's own storyline that Ford nixed in season one. That he was like, <laughs> he was like uh, making the cannibal say the like the worst things possible whatever and all of those lines were fed right back to him when he was almost eaten by his own character before oh my god Maeve was able to stop it because Maeve has this crazy security clearance that she worked very hard through season one to gain that that Sizemore doesn't have so Maeve can control all of the hosts and Sizemore cannot uh, so she saved him more than once in this episode. Uh, so you're she right. Sure like did. Yeah. there is definitely um, a difference in approach between Maeve and Dolores in uh, in how they are. I don't know, like revolutionizing. <laughs> right. Um, right. I and think where they that, see their place being in it too, you know, like it's right. like Dolores is like, we will only find a place in this world if we completely take everybody out and go into their world and attack them, you know, whereas like Maeve was going to kind of integrate herself in to society. So yeah. Like how do they see the outcome? Like what is a win after, at the end of all of this? Right. Um, yeah, that's very true. And so in terms of Bernard's allegiances, I, ultimately I do foresee him taking the host side of things. Um, rather than the human side of things. Uh, I did want to mention that uh, there is a scene in another one of uh, Bernard's flashbacks where uh, Bernard and uh, Dolores are speaking. Dolores is in her sort of post-massacre garb, so she does not have, like, the long-sleeved blue piece. uh, She's in essentially her... um, like undergarments, tank top or whatever. Right. Uh, and then she has the uh, bullets strung over her, um, strung like across her. Anyway, so you know that it's like after the murders. 
and so she says to Bernard, like, there's a great beauty in us and us meaning hosts, I suspect. And so, like, Dolores is aware that Bernard is a host, perhaps. Right. Um, so somewhere in that two week period, Bernard is not killed right. by Dolores, despite the yep. fact that they have an interaction. Uh, I like, I don't know. I, I think ultimately that I feel like his allegiances would land with the hosts, despite the fact that he thinks he murdered them all. I still somehow think that he's on team host. Well, okay. So two, I have two thoughts. So one is that may also be compounded by whatever this, whatever Delos's activities are, you know, like clearly nefarious things are happening here. So if DNA is being recorded of guest activities, then, you know, what is the ultimate end purpose of that? And if it's, I'm assuming, you know, illegal and highly, um, I don't know. Like but some, some, well, someone somewhere, honestly, I've been reading so much. I can't even remember where I got this information. Maybe read it. Um, they had mentioned that uh, there was some kind of document on a similar site to the one that you just mentioned, like the Delos site or whatever, that was uh, like a waiver that, that guests have to sign when they go into Westworld, which includes yeah. that they sign away all like rights to their DNA. Right. Which like, so is that a play on, you know, our privacy today where it's like everybody assigns those agreements and then is shocked to realize that their entire privacy has been compromised. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, this is um, like the Facebook user agreement of the future or Instagram <laughs> I or read whatever that too. it is. Someone said that they were like, this is just like what Facebook is going to become. <laughs> right. um, so yeah. So is it, you know, our, our, our powerful figures who come and visit the park being recreated as hosts and then right. you know, placing okay, positions so, of power. So they are, um, they are documenting two things. So they are compiling DNA of the guests, and then they are also taking the video recording, which we now know the hosts are recording all of their interactions for however long back. I don't know, maybe forever, maybe like a week. Who knows? But like they are compiling these um, activities that the guests are taking place in. <laughs> like, and you know that they're doing some terrible shit in this park. So these are That's like right. the rich and powerful. They have videos of the most horrendous shit they can they mm -hmm. they've ever done in their lives um which automatically made me think of like blackmail or something like that but then if they have their dna and they are making ultimately clones host clones then maybe what they're using the recordings for is to get personal information about these people that so that you won't uh, know that they would never tell yeah. a soul and then maybe the hosts can pass as them do you know what i mean yeah. like um i don't know but ultimately like do you feel like what we saw in this underground bunker that hale brought bernard to is this the bigger picture of the park that they referenced in season one i do think for sure that this is this is tied to it yeah and i think yeah. there were people talking about this last year too in the first season and um, and I think there's discussion this year, too, that I think is interesting, which is that Delos knows that Bernard is a host and they're leaving it because he's able to prove that he has fooled people for years um, to show that it can be done because people think that they can tell a difference or you know what I mean? Like their only yes. exposure to hosts is the is the park hosts. And then so they needed kind of an example. And so. Um, so, yeah, I do feel like this is 
you know, whether it's that they're swapping out people in positions of high powers or high corporations and yes. using them as dummies to do their bidding or if that theory is true is that how bernard got past the dna scan and going into that bunker do you think yeah it's a like so he clearly he shouldn't be able to pass it if he's a host right like that's the whole point so is it that does he have some of arnold's original dna and that yeah. can't be captured and exactly like he is exactly a clone for lack of a better description i know he's not an actual clone but you know what i mean like his his dna is comes from a human that he resembles and so mm-hmm. is able to pass it versus someone like uh well especially the early hosts like the like uh you know young ford who are much more like robotic um and just kind of created or dolores or whatever but i feel um, like because we know all of the hosts are like you know, indistinguishable now with some exceptions. Uh, They're no longer made of like metal and parts. They are all flesh and bones. So, I mean, I think that it could be for all intents and purposes, a clone, but with a few, you know, alterations like they're almost, you're right. Yeah. The only thing that seems to be like um, host esque of them is that memory thing that was pulled out of the head. So yeah. Yeah. It's like white, ball brain um and then (laughs) i know kind of look like a brita filter you know (laughs) (laughs) that's right um and then you know whatever was is implanted in the host so that they can't leave which we know that um mave uh had found on herself like in season one or whatever but otherwise they're they're just flesh and bone like anybody else i think so i think um, you're right so then if they have if he's using a real human's dna which they're not expecting because they're why would the park be doing that? But in the case of Bernard, of course, Ford had had a, there's a much deeper, uh, you know, thing happening there. The the only other thing that I was thinking of is if perhaps it was not reading the DNA of a specific person, i.e. Bernard was given access and therefore Bernard's DNA allowed him to enter. But instead, when um, Hale says that the drone uh, has read his DNA and knows that he's not a threat. Is somehow the drone able to decipher intention from from DNA? Do you know what I mean? Like, so I read it as yeah that it's not that they the door knows he's Bernard. It's that you grab onto the handle and it proves that you're a human. And to do that, it's saying DNA and then it's passing that information along to all of the hosts in the lab to say, oh yeah, I saw this guy's DNA come in essentially um, to the room. And so I will ignore him. Um, I mean, yes, I can absolutely see that reading of it. And yet I find it hard to believe that that fucking white space drone doesn't know that Bernard is a host. Yeah. Uh, Or does Delos know the whole time that Bernard actually is a host because they, yeah. I definitely, I did not know or think about the theory of Delos knowing that Bernard was a host the whole time, um, like, like you had suggested, but it definitely occurred to me that I thought that Charlotte seemed to be of, you know, there was the possibility that Charlotte was aware that he was a host. She's almost like bemused at his struggles. You know what I mean? Like she's not like genuinely concerned and this woman is a piece of work so like you know you don't really expect her to be that caring but but yeah it's almost like she's like like, are you sure you're okay yeah like Like, is there a problem bernard um everyone just got murdered lady like there's a problem i know know that's not the reason why he was shaking but still like it seems to be a misplaced question in, in this scenario yes uh 
Okay, so switching gears from Bernard. Question, so Man in Black, we have Ed Harris back again. Um, he ends up with his black hat reunited very quickly in this episode. Uh, and, of course, is approached by young Ford with this statement about, you know, the game. There's a new game. There's a new game that he is able to play this time um and there's kind of some cryptic discussions including the game begins where you end and ends where you began um thoughts on kind of what this game could be referencing or where we might be going with this um so i don't know <laughs> yeah um yeah so the only thing that I was thinking, so like further to our discussion about is Dolores good? Is she bad? Are we supposed to be rooting for her? Are we not? And how it's all kind of very gray. I also think that there's the possibility that the man in black will not necessarily be an antagonist this season, but might be on the side of the hosts. Like we saw that he worked very hard to make this happen. And he was delighted when he got shot by a host because it means that the stakes are actually real, etc. He doesn't seem to be aligned with what the, um, what the intentions are of Delos and the rest of the humans, which is to contain everything and to kill all the hosts and whatever. Like he's living for the chaos. This is what he wanted. Um, and then we want the stakes to be real, you know? Exactly. Uh, there was a quick clip in one of the trailers where the, the man, I keep calling him the man in black, even though I know his name's (laughs) William now, but old William. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where he is saying that, uh, you know, we're going to burn this place to the ground or whatever. So I feel like he is on the side of the hosts where he is going to prevent this park from ever doing again what it was doing up to this point of like abusing uh, and making prisoners of these, you know, now 100% sentient beings, right? Um, and then I've also, I did hear, I didn't uh, read it myself, but I heard that Ed Harris had described his character as being a protagonist this season, which like makes me think about like, okay, so if the game begins where you end and ends where you began, is that something to do with William slash the man in black's own story arc of his, you know, beginnings right. with the park, his beginnings of becoming the man in black you know what I mean like could, does he have to go come full circle and go full white hat again to ultimately pass this test that Ford has created for him I think these are all great thoughts see you said you had no thoughts about it and these are all excellent thoughts I really <laughs> uh I really like this I like that like you know we talked in first season that the movie the original movie with Yul Brenner had been about, um, you know, the poor humans when the hosts go bad and, like, fighting against robots. And season one really turned that on its head by really showcasing it in the other direction, right? Which is, like, you really had a lot of host sympathies because it was just so unfairly stacked and the humans were so kind of... um, just unthinking of the ethics of the entire experiment and so you know if this kind of inverts that a little bit again because it's going kind of so far in the other direction like we've talked about I think that that's a really interesting thing I also thought of like the uh talking about the game ending um you know I kind of thought of like the maze which was the whole piece of last year of course we did see it again um in the one scalp of ghost station person uh in this 
episode, but it's like, yeah. you know, when you go from a maze from the inside back out again, it's always way easier than when you're trying to like come into it. And then I was like, is there any kind of, you know, when you do something in the inverse, it's, it's, it's a bit of an easier journey. And then there's also unrelated, but there's Dolores's whole speech to Teddy about how they need to get to the end and she can see the future and it's them together. Um, like, is it Teddy? Um, or is it still like, what about the Dolores William storyline that feels very unresolved? And right. like, there's still a lot more there. Um, I well, totally I definitely, right. I don't think that we're going to see like a Dolores slash Ed Harris coupling. Romance? Um, yeah, okay, no, I agree. But I agree yeah. that we, like, I think we are going to see a lot of Dolores and William in the form of flashbacks. Uh, and how his sort of feeling towards her kind of morphed from one where he seemed to genuinely love her to one where he is dragging her by the hair into a barn after murdering her family. So yeah, yeah I think we're going to get yeah. some of that for sure. But I, I definitely think too, that there is the potential for a clash between Dolores's motives and Teddy. I mean, I think I we, we need to be seeing, I we need to be seeing more from, Teddy, I think this season, uh, this episode, yeah, he James Morrison's really... got to do more than just like get shot a lot right. <laughs> or like, like yeah, just tag I don't along know. with Dolores and watch her kill people. Like, there's gonna be more right. for him to do, I think. And uh, he seemed very conflicted, though very much in love still in this episode. So I don't know, but well, I wouldn't she turns be on the charm. It's pretty hard to like say no to Evan Rachel Wood with her like incredibly long hair flowing in the wind at like the most picturesque place God, of all her time. Skin. She could yeah. be a robot with her flaws. Yes, skin. I know. I love She's her amazing. so much. I loved yeah. the scene when uh she was uh hanging the humans. Not for that part. But her acting when <laughs> she was um when she was going through the like the rancher's daughter would see the beauty and Wyatt would yes. see the disarray. But, and, you know, so she kind of acts as the rancher's daughter and then she acts as Wyatt. Like she's, you know, the, the pivot that she can do oh, in a moment uh, with her acting is like, it's really impressive. There, oh, everyone's impressive. Like, no, no. The, I mean, You're right. uh, Thandy Newton is amazing. Like, um, anyway. Uh, it was but great yes. to be back with them all for sure. So, okay. So Teddy, so at the end, of course, we have everybody in this sea of some kind. Um, yeah. Is Teddy it Teddy is that we're, we're zoomed in on? Yeah. Like, I think so. Okay. I put, I at think first, so my note said Teddy question mark, Logan question mark, someone else question mark. But I watched it more than once and I have no doubt that it's Teddy. Okay. Now, next question. If they're yes. all hosts, do they need, like, are they necessarily dead? Because they're not really alive. Is that a stupid question? I don't think that it's a stupid question. So what I would say, I like, what I would say on one hand is like, they are made of flesh and bone and like mm -hmm. breathing creatures. So I would say what might kill us would kill them, except that 
they maybe don't have the same like pain threshold and uh they're easily repairable but that doesn't seem to be the case like i know yeah this is such an interesting because i really if people have feedback on this like please send it our way because i just like i'm just a couple of examples but like last year teddy survived like a shitload of stuff <laughs> happening to him right and was like on that horse next to death i mean he had gone through the worst and then ford kind of like used a phrase that i can't remember now and he like perked right back up and like kept going with the man in black you know yes. like it was like he could be kind of overridden from his his right. physical and how many and bullet hector. holes were in hector yeah right and they're not really holes like they were weird shaped like she's you know, she she sutures up like two of them and then just gives up and they keep going. I, like, I did have the question when we saw her sort of like healing Hector's wounds and they seem to like heal very easily or whatever. Is that a host thing or is this just like future technology? Right. If a human right. with a bullet hole was, you know, being treated with the same instrument, would their bullet hole sort of vanish underneath it as well? You know? These are all great questions. I do not I mean, know, but I do I think that. But like yeah. hosts seems hard. They seem harder than humans to kill, despite the fact that they seem to have very similar anatomy. And so I don't know the question about whether or not these hosts could be alive and simply like not breathing under the water, which I think was where you were going with that. Right. Like it's just like if they are robots in a more kind of like technical sense, then would it be possible for it to look like they are, right? you know, dead but not. But I, yeah, I. It's not I the way, did, it's certainly not the way it's appearing. Yeah. I did have the theory that is false. I'm going to tell you anyway, but I can tell you that it's categorically false, uh, which is that um, like after the first watch and I was just thinking about it, I was like, did they show us tops of heads? Is this like, did all of their white ball brains come out of their heads and right. someone is like transporting them somewhere uh to new bodies that are waiting for them and that they're then they're not these are just like the discarded bodies um but that is not true they showed lots of tops of heads and they're all intact white uh, ball brains is my new favorite description <laughs> uh i don't think though that like i mean i don't think that teddy is dead forever though if this is in fact, like the season finale. I mean, maybe this is a big something. So this, um, the place where they found these hosts was in the Western Valley. Um, mm -hmm. Is there any significance between the Valley Beyond that uh, Dolores says that she is going to and the Western Valley? I think so. And I think the uh, telling the Ghost Nation before she shoots them that they don't all belong in the Valley Beyond. Yes. You know, does it mean that she's killing them because for cruelty? Is it some other purpose? You know what I mean? Like, it's like there's um, like that. That recording is definitely of a lot of significance. And right. it's a few days after things have gone down in the park and it's a host shooting another host. And right. It has Dolores to do with is the valley beyond. She is killing both humans the board right. members and other hosts. You're right. So I was thinking, okay, so then some of them get to go to the Valley Beyond, wherever that is, and maybe those that are left behind, she's killing to prevent the humans from from being able to reopen the park and do to them what they have, you know, done done to her and and all of the hosts this whole time. Like I don't know, but it didn't really seem like she was like, Shh, I'm, you know, like I'm taking you to a better place you know like she was like i'm sorry you you don't deserve to go you did 
Right. Um, and and that pers- that host had the maze inscribed on their – like, I don't know. You know, like, all of these things now are significant in some way, shape, or form to me because I, you know – I could just sit and speculate about Westworld theories forever. Um, But yeah, I do think like there's some sort of meaning there. The fact that that is a big valley that is flooded, the fact that she keeps referencing a valley, the fact that it's Teddy. Yeah, I do think it's the finale. Just it's like the watery version of the street scene of why it's massacre that we kept seeing all through season one. You know, it's just like, I think we'll keep seeing it. Thoughts on why Bernard said that he killed them all. I have no idea. Uh, other than he, <laughs> I mean, he's dealing with these like weird memory flashes, and he can't remember it all. Um, side note: in one of the weird memory flashes, he has a machine gun and he's shooting it. Right. I mean, so is it possible that he's like not talking about the hosts, or he indirectly caused oh. this in some way, or? Or what if it is some kind of ambush to, like, the Delos head people and he's like, I killed them all and he means them. You know what I mean? Like, I've killed so, Like, all the hosts all. rise out of the water and murder all the Delos Everybody's people? got a machine gun. It's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would Please be Please send your theories to kjrecaps.com slash feedback and tell us why all of these things are wrong. Well, I think, like... You know, this is the thing, but I I like where we're going in terms of what we're zooming in on. If you think that we've missed something like um, massive, which I'm sure we have, because this is how we end up talking for two hours. And here we are at like almost the one hour mark. I know. Um, You know, it's just you could go down this um, this road forever because this is I can see how they opened up all of these places for them to go for the next 10 episodes. And then I'm sure opened up stuff that we haven't even, you know, picked up on remotely. Um, but they're obviously going to move quickly through some pretty big worlds and set pieces in these episodes to come. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know? So, I mean, like, yeah, we know that Dolores wants to conquer not only this world, but the world beyond. Is there the possibility that we're going to see not only other parks, but like them leave West, you know, like real the, world? Yeah, go to the real world, leave yeah. it all together. I mean, like, it's crazy. What do you think that, um, so Tallulah Riley's character, Angela, she is getting sort of an increased presence, it looks like, this season. Uh, we saw her a couple of times in this episode. What do you think that she meant when she tells Dolores and Teddy, we found it? And then, like, Dolores right. says to Teddy, you need to see this, you need to see the truth. Uh, yeah. I, um, I don't know if this is something as simple as, like, it is okay so now i'm like referencing the truman show but like you know like the edge of the world or where it meets another world or something in the sense of like teddy doesn't really know that there's he's like let's go carve our own little corner of this world out you know and she's like no no you have to see that like the world is massive um and so is it like a reference to like that's how they transfer over into another world and his mind is going to be just like completely blown because he still doesn't fully comprehend it or is it something else i don't know what do you think yeah i i don't know i feel like yeah crossing of borders between parks or something like that some kind of eye-opening thing that is going to prove (laughs) we found it it's a it's a giant orange and black striped tiger and we have no idea why it's here it's like (laughs) oh my god that's it dolores just like took him to the tiger and was like see and then he was like you're right mind blown this this world Um, is huge yeah I also really like how, like, everybody is styling themselves now that they're independent. Like, Angela's just entire getup is amazing. I know. She's got a crown of thorns. 
Right? Yeah. On a horse. It's it's awesome. Uh, we have not talked yet about Peter Abernathy and his significance and the right. Mesh Network. Um, okay, so I know there's so much to say. Uh, okay, so really quickly. So Peter Abernathy, who was, of course, the host that played Dolores' father in most of season one. So if you recall, the Delos company wanted to have an insurance policy about Ford potentially erasing all of the... Uh, like host data when he was going to be fired. Uh, So Delos was going to fire him. And so as an insurance policy, Charlotte Hale like downloaded all of the IP and uploaded into Peter Abernathy and that he was supposed to like leave the park and go to Delos. But apparently he has not arrived. So. And there's no rescue until he does, which is. (laughs) Who are the people at Delos who are saying, I don't care if the CEO of the company is going to die. We're making yeah. this executive decision that no one gets help until we get until we get this. It is something. Yeah. Uh, data. Yeah. Um, so we're introduced to the Mesh Next Network, which means that the hosts have a subconscious like connection between the other hosts around it. They can talk to each other like subconsciously like ants. I mean, this crazy. This is essentially yeah. like um, we for those of you who are not watching humans, it's an excellent show. It's also about AI and they actually you should ha- watch it. Yeah, it is good. Um, they have something very similar that happens, which is, you know, they ask one uh, essentially the equivalent of hosts. They ask, you know, they ask one to like be on the lookout for a woman who's like running from the law. And then another host tells another host and another, another, and then they're able to locate her like within minutes. It's just like, you have Mm -hmm. this enormous, uh, network that if you're able to get any one host to like, uh, communicate with all the hosts around it, like you could get information, from anywhere within the park. How are they going to exploit yeah. that? And they don't seem to, the hosts don't seem to know, right? right? Like it's, it's happening at a subconscious or a different, yeah, level that, that, cause you would think that they wouldn't be open to communicating that information willingly. Um, so I definitely, you're right. That, that mesh network thing is going to be huge uh, and is definitely, uh, and of course the, it showed that they located Peter Abernathy in the park, right? Um, so I am sure that that's going to be used for like a more, another or more intense kind of scrutiny, but the inability for one of our hosts to hide from even hosts that are helping them will be significant, you know, like that's, that's pretty scary for someone like Dolores if they end up looking for her. Right. And they know now that she is the instigator of the whole thing. That's right. Uh, because they saw it in a video because right. everything's recording everything. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like um, we've probably we covered a lot of the, the theories. Surface, yeah. This, but I mean, is, uh, there's a yeah. lot to take in in Westworld. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like that that's pretty much most of episode one, though, I think. Yeah, I think that that covers the main part. Certainly, if you have thoughts of what we haven't missed, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And we'll be posting this episode shortly. Our intention is to kind of record them the day after they 
they air and I know that we're going to touch on things if we didn't get to fully look into them this episode we're going to touch on them again because they're going to play you know a bigger role in future episodes so um so yeah so let us know and and otherwise we will be back for episode two uh next week I know there are some episodes I think I saw that episode three and episode something else are longer um i think they're almost towards 75 minutes like they they really i know which is pretty crazy hbo can just do whatever they want i mean they can just (laughs) they can just air 75 minutes of content um so there's going to be lots to discuss as we go through this season for sure but it's great to be back uh back two years later with Westworld. so thank you kim this was awesome yes i agree thanks jess and thanks guys for listening thanks guys bye